Hello and welcome to Watermark's Church Leadership Podcast, a conversation with church leaders for church leaders. I'm your host, Adam Tarno, joined as always by my co-host, John McGee. John, why don't you let the audience know what we got in store today? Hey, Adam, we got our friends back uh, again with us. We've got the tallest person on our staff, someone who actually has the same stats as LeBron James. Can like, you believe that? The same like basketball scoring stats? And, no. and all that? No. Height and weight. Oh, height and uh, weight. Yeah. JP is with us, uh, Jonathan Bakluda, and then also the most positive person, I think, on staff. He's David so good tell, tell him about my stats, guys. He's smiling. Tell Right my, now. So you made my, fun of him, which is amazing. That's what David does. You make fun of him or you kind of take a jab and he just laughs and smiles. Uh, he he is amazing. the most unoffendable person on staff. That is true. This is true. Great. And tried. the only athlete here, like only college athlete here, right? That's true. That, that, oh, wait. Yeah. McGee, McGee's over I here. Like, Whoa. Hey guys, don't forget oh, about me. And what about <laughs> LeBron James? We're, we're, here, we're with the king. We're yeah. with king the king. Come on. So uh, today's topic is how to give and receive feedback. And so one of my questions is, do we even need to have this podcast? Because Adam, you we, and I... You and I can't even agree on this. I mean, even before we hit record, I was like, I don't think we need to sell people on the importance of this, right? Like, we're all going to get it. We should just get into tactical and... Yeah, we you guys. What do you think? Do you think this is a need? Do you think? Do you think leaders do a good job with giving and receiving feedback? I'd let your listeners answer that question. Uh, did you give good feedback today? Did you receive good feedback today? And if you didn't, why not? All right. Well, they they can't answer that right now. So uh, <laughs> I I think it's I think it's crucial. I, I think most people assume that hey, if someone had feedback, they'll give it to me. Yes. But feedback is one of those things you almost have to invite and give permission to people. You got to seek it out to get good feedback, and you really have to train. I think uh, or at least. I've, I've learned in the school of feedback here, you got to train your people on how to give good feedback. Uh, why are you two so passionate about this topic? Uh, I would just say because it's free school um, to what we, what he said earlier. Like this is, this is continuing education. If you want to get better, find out what you can do better and find out consistently and then work to make it better. And that way for the rest of your life, you continue uh, to get better. So um, feedback makes people more excellent at whatever they're trying to do. And without it, you're saying you won't grow. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the reason, you know, it's uncomfortable and you only grow when you're uncomfortable. That's good. So, which is part of the second question here, how do most people view feedback? Like from your all's perspective, what do you, what do you see how most people react to it? I think, uh, they don't love giving it. Uh, no one loves receiving it at least at first, or there's part of us that doesn't love it. But, um, but we have to even train our team to think critically and to exercise and really flex that muscle. And uh, even that, a lot of people, it's really hard for people. And, and you guys have one, I mean, I think this will be helpful to share with the audience. You guys have one way that you ask everybody on your team, on the young adult team, to start learning how to give feedback. And every week you ask them to do what? And they grade the message. Yeah. And so uh, we give a message to a panel of listeners. Uh, we receive a grade, one through 100, uh, 70s passing, uh, 100s of the best sermon you've ever heard. And they say, you know, hey, here's what I think would have made the night better. And then afterwards, they don't just grade the message, they grade the entire evening. And so here's what we think we did well yesterday. The, the porch is a gathering that uh, meets on Tuesday nights. And so they, the people on the porch team grade what they thought was excellent and or they grade the night and they say what they thought was excellent and they thought they say what they thought uh, could improve. And I would just throw in on your question, how do most people view feedback? I would say they absolutely hate it. Uh, Proverbs 12 verse one says, whoever hates correction is stupid. And so as I think about this topic, uh, what's convicting to me is I just think, man, I don't want to be stupid. I mean, there's a, there's a place in the scripture where God, the creator of the heavens and the earth calls people stupid. I don't want it. And it's people who don't like 
to get feedback. I don't want to be stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And generally, some pretty bad experiences, right? I mean, generally, people have been on the receiving end of some really hurtful feedback. And so it's really interesting to watch people who have been around this place a long time versus someone who's here the first you know, few months. Because when you give them feedback, a lot of times what they're hearing is, I hate you. Like, that's really, it doesn't matter what you say, that's what they hear. And someone who's been around here, this place a really long time, on our best days anyway, uh, someone says, hey, are you open to some feedback? They hear, I'm about to tell you that I love you and help you to get better. And it comes from a high place of trust. But most people, again, they just hear, I hate you, or I'm going to tell you I hate you, so listen up. And on our best days here, I'm going to tell you that I love you. Listen listen to some things I have to share. And you receive that as, you know what, this person, they didn't have to do that. And they've got my best interest in mind, and they love me. That's why they gave me feedback. That ultimately, I think, is what you're driving for in in terms of a culture at your place. So if most people come in and they don't like feedback, how how have you guys helped people to see the value in it? And and, uh, what, what are some best practices there? Yeah, I think uh, I think that exercise you said, and I'm just going to clarify it in case anyone didn't totally see or understand the exercise. They'll send an email by 9 a.m. the next morning. I'm sorry, 10 a.m. the next morning, and it's an email just at JP and myself. And even that's changed in different seasons, but that keeps everyone on the team off of it. And it has a number grade, it has things to improve, things to not, and that's even intentional, borderline neurotic. It can almost seem from the outside, <laughs> because uh, we don't want the water to be tainted by grades. Because then one person emails that night. Uh, or the night of the message, and they're like, 95, greatest message ever. And then there's someone else who's like, I thought that was terrible. And uh, and they don't feel the freedom to say that anymore because they're like, maybe I'm the outlier. And so we really want good uh, feedback that comes from each person. And so going through that exercise has been one of the ways that people begin to flex that muscle. They're often resistant to it. And then it's just coming alongside and coaching them on how to uh, provide feedback, why it's valuable, and how to uh, how to do it. Anything else you would say on... How to coach people along there? No, I think that's I think that's good. I mean, I, um, you know, start. Is that what the question you asked? Yeah, some of it is how do you get them trained up to give good feedback if they don't want to. I I think the hard part. I bet most people listening would go. I wish I could just say everything I think. I would love to give feedback because mm-hmm. I've got feedback. I just don't know how to say it all. So I think there's a lot of people there. I think a lot of us n- believe also that everybody has feedback for me and I don't want to hear it. So yeah. how do you help those who don't want to hear the feedback and they don't want to be stupid, but they they also, they just uh, they just don't want to hear it. How do you help them get to be more comfortable listening to feedback? Something McGee said earlier, you know, you you ask them, hey, may I give you some feedback on that? Most people will answer that question yes yeah, uh, and, and invite it in. And so that's a... Um, there are people that are going to shrink, shrink back. Oh, no, what are you going to say? And then something I heard recently that was helpful is just to give feedback that's on PAR. And PAR is an acronym, P-A-R. And so you identify the problem with what they did. Um, you offer – so, hey, this is what I perceive as the problem with the work you just did or the, the effort you just put forth. Um, I want to offer an alternative solution or an alternative way. I want to offer what I think would make that better. And, um, and then, and maybe it's multiple alternatives. Hey, here's the different ways you could have done that. And then here's my recommendation. Here's what I would do. Uh, if I were you, if I were in your shoes, here's what I recommend doing differently. So feedback on par. That's good. Which uh, all the parents are nodding their heads going, Oh, okay. I, 
That, you're telling me like, that's what I do with my kids. Right? Okay. I, I try to make a perception. I go, what's another way we could have handled that? And then we give them some recommendations. And so in some ways there's some similarities. Because it's development. Your yeah. parenting is development. Leadership is development. Management is development. So you're developing people. I think one of the keys that you said there though, that is worth double clicking on and is you, you said JP perception, that here is my perception, which I think can, can really help with giving feedback to people of just going, hey, I don't know if I'm right, but here's my perception, which doesn't put people back on their heels. It just kind of helps them go, hey, I want to give you a chance to speak into this. Bro, that is genius. I cannot tell you on the receiving end when someone says, you should not have done that. You should have done this. And I'm like, who, you know, you, what you do in your flesh, your sinful nature, you're like, who are you? <laughs> what made, who made you the expert on what I should have done? But if they come alongside and say, hey, my heart is to help you and to serve you. And here's what I perceive you could have done differently. Uh, that's, that's much more helpful. It's good, man. That I feel like it, that just was helpful language for me to even embrace. So in your all's opinion, what is the difference, getting into some specifics here, what's the difference between helpful and unhelpful feedback? Uh, my knee jerk would be solutions oriented. Some of what he just said, you know, problem alternative recommendation. Anyone who just comes in and says, hey, that meeting was terrible. There's been people that have, you know, worked their way through our team uh, or people who served in the past in our ministry and they would come in and their feedback would just be like, the sky's falling, things are falling apart and they wouldn't have solutions with it. So it's like, that was the most boring team meeting I've ever been a part of. I don't know how this ministry is still making it. <laughs> and, uh, and they wouldn't have any even identifying, hey, here's the problem that I see. And I don't know a solution yet, but I'm working to come up with a solution because you don't always, sometimes you, you just see the problem you don't know necessarily the right solution. But even just saying, here's the problem and I'm going to continue to think on solutions and, and I could be wrong there. So I would say solution-oriented feedback and clear um, feedback. Which could be a distinction between uh, what is being critical and what is offering feedback. Critical, you're just going to say what the problem is and move on, right? But if you really do have a heart of feedback, you're saying here's a problem and here's a solution. So I, I, I yeah, think that's problem. Alternative recommendations, yeah. so that acronym PAR, I think that is helpful. Um, feedback that's not helpful is just feedback that is only discouraging, uh, that, that puts you back on your heels and you stay there. Uh, feedback that doesn't move us toward uh, something more excellent. And so I think feedback needs to be given with a humble heart uh, in a kind way with, with a desire uh, for something more excellent by everyone. So. That's good. You One other thing I want to insert here, I, I don't know if we'd come to it later, so let me just say it now. Part of what is helpful in feedback is knowing what you're really good at. Like, what are your strengths? And a lot of times you can't discern that because it's so easy to you. Uh, you need people to come up and tell you, like, you are best in class at that. And whatever you do, don't give up that thing. Like, make sure you're spending time. Make sure you're giving leadership energy to that because you're really phenomenal at that. And that that's actually really helpful feedback uh, as well. And so you need to ask for that, you know, humbly and not <laughs> in that kind of weird way. But, hey, help me understand what my strengths are. And, you know, and JP would talk a lot about superpowers and we yeah. need to be operating, which is our spiritual giftings. Um, and, and we can't discern that sometimes without, uh, without feedback. So I, I would just say you, you made the point, JP, uh, when it's only discouraging, that's not helpful. Make, make sure you also are helping people understand their strengths so that they can leverage uh, those. Yeah. And I've always heard and found it helpful, uh, specific and actionable like that, that makes really helpful feedback or that's some of the distinctions. So unhelpful feedback is like what you said, David, Hey, that meeting was awful. 
right? Like what part of it was awful? Was <laughs> yeah, it all of it? Start. Was it the way I led it? Was it my tone? Like give me some more specifics. Totally. And you'll even see that on encouraging feedback, which I think you in churches, we're all nice and trying to be Christians, you know, with one another. And so you're just going to get a lot of, hey, that was awesome. Good job. You know, that was great. Love it. And uh, which is nice, but it, it doesn't really help at all. Yeah. Uh, it's certainly better than the alternative, but really good feedback is specific and it's actionable. I read this the other day. I forget where I read it. So this is not my idea, but it has really kind of messed with me over the past few weeks, trying not to say that you like or love something when giving feedback and and always giving more specifics than that. So you can say, Hey, I loved it. And here are the four things that I loved about it. It was engaging. It was clear. It was helpful. That one action point was really, was really great. Uh, but not just leaving at yeah, it was awesome. You know, yeah. getting getting more specific. It reminds me of a, a movie I know we both seen yeah. where he just says the two most dangerous words in the English language are "good job." Yep. Because it just it doesn't good job is kind of a it's a half hearted pat on the back, but it doesn't help develop anyone. Yeah. So, what are some common mistakes you guys see leaders make when it comes to giving feedback? Hands down, the biggest mistake I think people make in feedback is not giving it. So yeah. I'll start there. Just you know, having thoughts, opinions, but because they don't know how to package those thoughts and opinions, uh, they just keep them to themselves. And so um, that would be one. And then the other one I just would point out is is being too lopsided in negativity or positivity. And you guys have already touched on that. But if someone is only always critical, they are not helpful in their feedback. And also if they're only always positive, uh, they're not helpful in their feedback. And so I think just uh, walking that line of, hey, here's uh, what I thought you did was excellent. And here's what I thought could improve. I always think about those two words. You know, there's always something that was excellent and something that could improve. And you can you can give everybody that that's good I think also just uh, not doing so out of emotion like when you're really really mad that is not the yeah. time to give feedback yeah sit on it sleep on it uh, try to think objectively about it and then come to them because you can really unload uh, on somebody and uh, and put a you know pretty significant emotional weight on them for a long time yeah that you may not even really believe but just you're so wound up emotionally in the moment just take a breath uh, sleep on it come back uh, tomorrow so what are, let's go the other side of that. What are some common mistakes that you guys see leaders make when it comes to receiving feedback? I just think they don't invite it enough. I think you really have to, you have to invite it and you have to tell people, I want your feedback. Sometimes you have to go out of the way, uh, even when they're giving you feedback and they say, I think it was great. What was great about it? And you got to be the person who leans in and asks questions to help them begin to develop the way that they think. Oh, X was great. Or um, let's say the team meeting. Well, I just thought how you started it was really great. What about how I started it with sharing that story uh, made you think that that was great? And just kind of leading them to begin to beginning to think um, critically about stuff. Yeah. I know you've said, I'm sorry, I know you've said before that, that the ability to think critically is a skill we want to make sure that you leave our team with, if you ever leave our team, because thinking critically is such a lost art and lost skill, it's going to make you valuable no matter where God brings you next. Yeah, and you can make every organization better regardless of where you serve for the rest of your life. I think where you started is is exactly the right place. Leaders have to invite this and even more specific than uh, than you might think just to start and say, hey, I would really like some feedback on that meeting. I'd love for everyone to tell me one thing I did well and one thing that needs improvement and help them to get those categories in their mind. The other big mistake people make is just getting defensive. And so they, they hear it. Um, they immediately start arguing why they did what they did. They get defensive. 
defensive. And this does not invite feedback. This does not create a culture that uh, is conducive to people giving you more feedback. And so what you should do instead of getting defensive is celebrate the person who had the courage to speak up, whoever offered you feedback, make a hero out of them. And so avoid getting defensive and definitely, definitely, definitely don't shut down. And so just be mindful of your, your social ditches. If someone offers you something hard or a hard truth and all of a sudden you just, you don't bow up at them, but you, you, um, uh, withdrawal and you just shut down, that's not going to be helpful. It, it reminds me of a story in another organization I worked for before I came on staff here. All the partners asked for feedback from all the managers, say, hey, th- morale seems low. We want feedback. What can we do better? So all the managers got together. We came up with this great list and they said, all right, let's schedule the meeting. And I remember sat in the meeting, went through the list with them and those partners shot down every single item on that list. And it was so discouraging. They were so hopeful going into the meeting of like, hey, they wanted our feedback. And now we're coming in to hopefully have a conversation and give some feedback. And they all just kind of shook their heads and were like, no, that's not right. That's not right. That's not true. That's not true. But this, but that. And it was just like, all right, well, I guess they really didn't want it uh, in the first place. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, they... uh they took a risk. You guys took a risk. Yeah. And uh, you're not going to take a risk again. No. And so those guys, they immediately said, uh, like, we will never get better. Uh, then we're able to figure out on our own. We'll never be able to invite feedback. We, we have just effectively shut it down. Yeah. And so for us, and John, we talked about this before with re-engage, uh, that the most important 30 seconds in the, the life of your community group or in, in re-engage is the 30 seconds after somebody confesses something big, like the way the group responds to that. And so for a leader, when it comes to receiving feedback, that can be a really critical 30 seconds for you is when somebody on your team has had the courage to come forward and go, hey, I want to give you some feedback. That first 30 seconds could be really, really important in the way you're going to react. And the way you should react is to what? Is to say, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having the courage. You could completely disagree with what they're saying, but celebrate the intent and create and foster that environment where it's like, hey, this is the kind of feedback I need. Now let's talk about it. Yeah, it's good. It's it's kind of like a, a, uh, you know, that magic trick where the, all the uh, handkerchiefs are all tied together and they just keep coming out, you know, really when feedback a lot of times, especially someone that maybe they report to you or someone who perceives that you have a position uh, different than them, they're going to pull just a little bit of that out and see what you do with it. And uh, if you shut them down, they'll stuff it back in and you'll never, you'll never ever get any more. And if you say, but that was really, really helpful. Hey, just so you know, if you ever have anything else like that, uh, it would be really helpful to hear. My hunch is they've got a whole lot more yeah. uh, there in their little bag of tricks and you can, you can just get better yeah. if you don't shoot it down. So when it comes to feedback, and we had already alluded a little bit to development and this being like parenting, and I feel like I'm better at this at home than I am at work, which is dealing with discouraging feedback. For some reason, it's easier to give discouraging feedback to my boys <laughs> than it is to my coworkers and my peers and to other adults. Uh, so what are some tips that you guys have for uh, dealing with giving discouraging feedback to people? Start with the positive. You know, there's always something there to celebrate. And so just, um, I don't just mean to be manipulative in your compliment sandwich, but it is good, you know, just to start with, hey, here's what I thought you did really well. And this, these are some things I've observed that you've done well. And here's an area based on my perception that you can work on. Yeah, that's good. I was just going to say something you said earlier, humility, of especially if it's a um, either a peer or someone that, you know, you're giving feedback to your boss, just going in with, hey, here's... Um, it, I could be wrong, but here's what I perceived to be taking place there. And here's honestly my concern um, is that uh, the, the volunteers left discouraged. So maybe they didn't at that meeting if I'm giving feedback on a on a volunteer meeting, so to speak. 
um, here's my concern. And as I deliver that, I could be wrong and I want to acknowledge that, but that, that was the perspective I had. So humility. Yeah. I've found when trying to give some discourage, what could be perceived to be cons- discouraging feedback. If I go in really excited about that conversation, uh, it usually does not go well. <laughs> Have you guys ever experienced that? Excited or worked up about it? Yeah. Too. yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, so if I'm, if there's like this little part of me that goes, I might be wrong about this. For some reason, that just puts my heart in the right place where I'm going in trying to, as I said, build the bridge, not the case yeah. uh, against somebody. And I just think they can, you know, people can sense that that you really are trying to help. That's good. Let me flip it and ask uh, tips for dealing with discouraging feedback you've received uh, as a leader. What goes through your mind when someone gives you? Um, Opportunities for growth. Uh, you know, it's not crazy to give somebody feedback on their feedback, and so you can just start with, "Hey, I, I thank you. I really appreciate that you had the courage to tell me that." That's discouraging because, and now fill in the blank, and now you're having a conversation because I think that that feedback that's unwanted or given with the wrong spirit or heart uh, can can put you right in the middle of conflict. And and we've talked about conflict here before. And so just how do you how do you resolve that conflict? And I think um, addressing it and starting there is helpful. You guys have any, I, I can get discouraged sometimes or uh, I'll be slow to give feedback sometimes because I, I'm waiting for the right time. You know, uh, what are what are some tips or thoughts that you guys have as far as timing? Because timing matters when it comes to having hard conversations. What, what are some tips you have there of waiting for the right time? So I think, I think, uh, um, we're talking about short accounts. And so it depends on the nature of the feedback. I want to acknowledge that. Some feedback is not very important. And um, when you give it, it won't matter all that much. It's it's a, it's a big picture, kind of 30,000 foot, 100 miles down the road. I, I hope this changes, but I'm not in a hurry. If it's, a, if it's something of a sin nature, uh, Ephesians just talks about before the sun sets, you know, going to them. Uh, Matthew 5 talks about like leaving a gift with, with a sense of urgency. And so being able to put it in the category of, hey, is this like a morality issue, a character issue, or is this, um, is this something that is just, uh, you know, that person does, and, and I'm not in a hurry to, to see that change, but I think this will help and give them, make them better. Yeah. Yeah. The nature of the relationship too, I would say, like, I, I think um, there's some people, I need to give that feedback in person, either just based on where we are relationally or even, you know, uh, recently in the relationship. And then there's other people, hey, I can just send an email and give this. For example, last week I was giving JP feedback on, on a podcast that he had done and, and I listened to it and I just said, hey, here's my perception or here's my fear. And I, I shared that and it was an email and, and he can take that, do what he wants with it. But I wasn't afraid. I need to deliver this in person with him. So I, the nature of the relationship, assuming it's not sin, I think probably plays a role too. It's good. So uh, to John's point on dealing with discouraging feedback, uh, we can just pause here and laugh for a little bit. What, what are some of the craziest feedback you guys have ever received? About anything, you got some written down. Uh, yeah, JP, your list is quite long. Right there. <laughs> Dude, so what, what is it? Some crazy feedback. <laughs> so I mean, uh, my jeans came un- under fire for a season. You know, I had there were designs on the pockets, and so that was kind of the butt of jokes and memes and it was a target rich environment. And yeah, and so that was that was hurtful. Uh, <laughs> what, you know, we were, here's here's one like we. We were thinking about planning a church at one point um, and had talked with the elders about planning a church and, and it went to our community group and just said, hey, uh, we're thinking about planning a church. And as someone who loves us and had a tremendous intent and came over and just said, hey, we, I've got two pieces of feedback for you. Uh, said, hey, if you go plan a church, I won't follow you. And, um, and here's why. One, because you're out of shape. 
And uh, I was like, wow. wow, I didn't see that coming, you know. I was, I was glad it wasn't because you preach heresy, but it's like, wow. He's like, yeah, you breathe really heavy into the microphone. And so I was like, okay. And uh, and then the other one was more toward my wife. They just said, hey, we don't think that um, that she's a, a kind of a, a senior pastor's wife. And they had a category for that. You know, that that's like a, that's pretty crazy feedback. Yeah. You, know, you can, that can Let's be Let's go ahead and out blow. that person. Who yeah. was that? Yeah, yeah, right? Because yeah. so there's some church know, leaders. It's actually this guy. It's actually, no, it wasn't, it wasn't him, but he, it, that's, that's the punchline. That's yeah. what I want to say. Dude, that's is crazy, it, It's man. people that, that are, it's some of my closest friends now. Yeah. And they've come back around and they said, hey, I would follow you anywhere. And Monica, to my wife, they said, hey, and, and part of the reason that we would follow him anywhere is because we know you're beside him yeah. and, uh, and that you guys are, are a team. And just, and so they, they didn't know us as well then. And just that God has changed or we've grown or whatever's changed then they've, they've come back to that. So when well, you do CrossFit five times a week, that's, uh, that's part of it. It's not true. LeBron James. LeBron James. Man, that's what that's looks like no LeBron CrossFit, James. Just because I wore the yeah. shirt today. Yeah. But I, you know, I think it's, it, and there's probably leaders right now listening that are nodding their heads and they're thinking of the crazy emails they've gotten. I mean, we were we were sharing some stories before we hit record. I've had my grammar corrected. I've had my parenting challenged. I've had a person with tears in their eyes come up and just say, you just led the entire church in the wrong direction. I asked for your forgiveness. No, it was not you. <laughs> and But th- these are real. So we can laugh about them a little bit, which is, which is somewhat healthy, I think, for us to laugh about some of this stuff. But this is real. This is the type totally. of feedback you get. Uh, which I think James alludes to, right? That that those who are going to be teachers are going to be subject to judgment, which is probably the judgment that just comes from when you're teaching in front of people, you got more ears that are listening and uh, more people who are going to be critical of the things that you say. So even if you're not in a one-to-many setting, you're just responsible for leading people. You're going to get the feedback and you've got to learn how to handle the good and the bad. Yeah. I I think if you want a a tip, this has been helpful to me. When someone gives me feedback like that, you know, JP, hey, you know what? Uh, I wouldn't follow you and here's why kind of thing. There's some emotional weight uh, behind that one. Um, You know, I I think you kind of trusted that person. Generally, what I'll do is just real quickly just paraphrase it back. I want to make sure I I heard you. You said this and this is... Uh, is that right? Great. Hey, I, I'm going to think about that. I, I really appreciate you taking a risk. Let me think about that and get back with you. So I don't have to. I don't have to agree in the moment. And then I think also you you don't have to internalize it and say that it's true. Like and, you know, all of a sudden go home and you know and um, and pray for four hours and repent because you because you might not. And so it's almost like you just kind of hold it off to the side and say, let me think about this. You know, objectively. And I I might go get some feedback from other people that that know me and trust me. I, I got this and. And I'm totally okay if it's true, but I, it didn't didn't ring true for me. So could you help me with that? Yeah. And then and then you can decide uh, what to do with it. Yeah. And uh, the analogy I, I'll use with that, and and I think this is both helpful when you receive feedback and when you give it, is when I give somebody feedback, it's like I just bought you a shirt and I'm giving you the the receipt that you can return it. And so you can go home, you can try it on, you can talk to other people about the feedback, and if you like it, keep the shirt, right? It's yours. If you're like, ah, I don't, I think that's just his opinion. I don't think that is really true. Well, I gave you the return receipt, go return it, you know? And so I think sometimes when people give us feedback, just... It's a gift they gave you, and, and it comes with a return receipt. You don't have to absorb it. If you don't agree, talk to other people, then just give it back and just go, all right, that's his opinion. Even if you think about that, just that that funny example I gave of that, that couple saying, I'm out of shape, and, and my wife, it's not a pastor's wife. I mean, it was over a decade ago. And um, and immediately, you know, the, the out of shape comment, it it influenced me. You yeah. know, I, I wanted to get in the gym more. And, and the thing with her is like, I don't know if that's relevant. I think they're projecting something on you that you don't need to be or aspire to be. And so we, we want to take that back. 
and uh, we since had. Which I think is is crucial to if you create a cultural feedback. And so on our team, um, there's the there's the critic or the feedback person in the audience who's like, I don't like your genes. Then you have weekly team feedback in our culture. And it's critical, I think, for you, for the speaker, for the leader, to be able to evaluate um, the feedback that the team is getting. And I, I feel like I uh, this was a light bulb moment in our ministry of, of like, oh, I don't have to apply everything that everyone on the team is saying every time. I need to take it. I need to process it, think through it. And, uh, and then uh, I always need to listen. I always need to say thank you for the feedback. And then, man, I, I will take that. I will pray on. I will think about it and then move on from there. And I have a problem letting things go. And, uh, and as some of you may know, and, uh, Meaning you let too many things go, you need to take more feedback? No, no, no. Like I, 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 I can be like a, quote, dog on a bone. I've had friends in this room tell me. And, uh, <laughs> and, I, uh, and so letting things go. So I'll like be like, wait, you, there's a girl who wanted more cross-references or more um, Bible verses in messages same feedback every single week. And I would like get into a debate with her over how like, man, I'm, I'm may include one or two. I'm not going to have like 80, 80 would be her dream. If you, yeah. talk, if you just went every, you know, book of the Bible, a hundred, like a bingo card, message. fill <laughs> yeah. out every, every, every square <laughs> that she wanted. And, uh, and I would just get in a debate until one day JP was like, dude, just file that in the, in the folder in your mind of there may be one person like that in the audience, and uh, but everyone's not like that. And so take that for what it's worth and think on it. And I don't think you need to make that shift and become the cross-reference guy in your messages. That's just feedback that she's giving. So I feel like you've got to learn the art. Anything that you would add on that? Because I, I, I mean, what the, the life-changing thing that I just was like, hey, bro, you don't have to change anything. Like, keep going. Everybody else is saying you're doing great. She has an opinion. Just keep going. And you're like, what? I don't have to listen to it. So I, I think you said it. Yeah. That's great. Uh, do you guys give feedback on every little thing you notice about someone? No, of course not. I mean, that that would be unproductive. Um, you know, we're, we're called to overlook a small offense. And I know we're not talking about offenses and conflicts necessarily, but I think that scripture can apply. And so I would only give feedback in a situation where it's helpful. And so that's the bar for me is just think, hey, what would be helpful? And uh, and you should be committed to following up there. All right. So let's think again about, I, I'm sure somebody's listening right now. They're not in a, what we'd call a feedback culture. They haven't been to feedback school, <laughs> David, as you talked about. So somebody's sitting there and they're going, okay, my church or uh, organization I'm a part of, we never, ever, ever do this. So if I come in right now and start giving feedback for everything, I'm going to really stick out like a sore thumb right now. So what would you say to somebody in that situation? Where would you suggest they start? In a position of leadership, ask for the feedback. And so start there. Say, hey, guys, I'd, I'd like to try something. I'd love everyone to give me feedback on this thing. So choose a thing, a meeting, a message, uh, an event. Um, I'd love everyone to tell me one thing they thought was great and one thing they thought needs to improve. Hey, before anyone speaks, would everyone just write down their answer? Because I don't want them you to be tainted by what other people thought. Um, you could say, hey, give me a grade on it, one through 100. So I can that grade, what that does is it frames the feedback. Uh, so like if, if somebody gives me feedback on a message, and they're like, well, you know, you didn't, you, um, you weren't very clear. And, um, and that they graded it a 60. And I'm like, gosh, I really wasn't clear. Uh, I know that I need to be a lot more clear. If they say you really weren't clear and they graded it a 98, then, you know, I, I know that I was pretty clear. <laughs> I just was 2% unclear. And so that, that, grain, that grade is helpful. And so if you're in a position of leaders, leadership, ask 
for the feedback. And if you're not, if you're the one giving the feedback, ask, hey, would it be helpful if I gave you some feedback? And um, and that allow them to answer that question. And they may say no. Uh, but as you ask that question, hey, would it be helpful if I gave you some feedback? What happens is they may be resistant at first, but as they can see the fruit of your feedback and they see that they're growing and they're getting better and they're being affirmed by that, they're going to look to you as a huge growth uh um, catalyst in their lives and you are going to become invaluable to them. And I've seen that happen. In fact, a girl that I work with comes to mind just that she would, you know, Hey, can I give you some feedback? And, uh, and, and she's invaluable to me. And then likewise, I've, I've asked to, you know, a senior leader before, Hey, can, uh, would you like feedback on that? And they said, honestly, no, I, 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 I don't need feedback on that. And, and so it was like, great. Okay. I understand. Yeah, yeah, that's good. The only other thing you you uh, have modeled while our team does well, I think, is is uh, even if I'm not in the position of leadership, is inviting feedback, and even saying that I'm like convicted on how I. Uh, this this is something that there's a drift that happens. There's seasons probably in the past where maybe I've done this better, and I've asked you, my boss, for feedback, and um, and just that art and practice of saying, hey, can I get some feedback, or I'd love feedback on how I could do that better good. next time. Yeah, and, and somebody who's also listening right now, they're not in a position of leadership. They have a boss, they've been through a performance review, it's a bunch of good jobs, and I like it, and I love it. They can also do that exact same thing. Go sit down and ask for specifics. Hey, I, I would love some feedback on how I handled that event last week. That's the one thing that everybody listening, so I want to I want to repeat what you just said. I, I would say this is the one thing that every single listener right now could become a better employee tomorrow by going to their boss tomorrow and saying, "Hey, can you give me some feedback on my performance? Hey, what would what would help me be? Uh, what would help me serve you better?" And I mean, I mean, no boss is going to hear that. And I, you know, I'm so put off by that question. Yeah, uh, that that only. Uh, allows you to hold a better position in their mind. Yeah, because they've probably got feedback and they're sitting there going, I would love it if they just came and asked. You know, that would be really easy because I don't know how to bring this up. And yeah. it'd be like, they've got thoughts. Yeah, that's good. And, and also that we'd say the same for volunteers. Like, and that's yeah. not just employee, uh, uh, employer relationships. Um, and so, Adam, just to, to round this, this discussion out on uh, if you're in a culture that doesn't value feedback currently, it's not going well. Uh, JP said, first, you can receive it, uh, right? You can model model what it looks like to receive it, that you have complete control over. The other thing you have control over is you can also be an encourager. Yeah. And most people, uh, I would say most people who have told me this, they've made this exact statement. Hey, I'm not, I'm in a feedback culture. I'm, I'm in a place where they don't value feedback. Generally what it is, and I'm talking to somebody who's hyper critical. And the true, the true story is this person is always always criticizing. And, uh, and oftentimes my, you know, uh, my advice to them is, Hey, before you, before you throw rocks at one more thing, why don't you go back and just point out some of the things they are doing really, really well and, uh, and show them that you love them. And so then when you have the next thing, they know that's the position. You're just not the constant critic and, uh, you have maximum control over that as well. That's so good. All right, guys, last question. Then we'll wrap this up. If someone could only focus on one, either giving good feedback or getting better at receiving and responding to feedback, which one in your opinion would be the most helpful? <laughs> I don't even know how to answer that question. Which one of you your kids pick do you one. want more? <laughs> Listen, write like... down your answer. I don't want you to taint each other on this. And... It does feel like which one of your kids, uh, I don't, I mean, I refuse to choose one. <laughs> you can't I'm, do that. I'm, I'm serious. You're breaking your own rules. No, it it feels serious. like it's relevant to the person, right? 
Like yeah. it feels like uh, getting better. Somebody may be really bad at responding to feedback, uh, and others may be really bad at giving good feedback. Hey, listen, are you guys giving me feedback on this question <laughs> yeah. right now? Me, this was me, because had before nine, we hit record, I heard you say it, these are the ten right I mean, questions. You had nine. You had nine good ones. You Maybe. did have nine good yeah. ones. This one. I'm so offended. Um, I, I, yes, you had. Um, you asked some really good questions today, and may I may I give you some feedback on number ten? Yes. Okay. Um, it was not good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but but I'm now, returning remember, that shirt. You I'm can, returning that you shirt. You can give feedback on his feedback <laughs> of right. your feedback yeah. question. Yeah. Get, I, I would say uh, I would. I, let's go back to number nine. I think I, that's it. Is ask for it and respond well to that. That, that I'll, I'll go there. I, I think that if you could only focus on one, is asking for feedback and responding well to it is a great place to start. Modeling it first. Yeah, modeling that. Modeling how to handle all that, Ms. Roko. Great with that. I, I, I think you're right. So, John, any final thoughts? Yeah, I think, again, let me go back to the top. Uh, you've got to see this as love, right? Like, this is the most loving thing you can do uh, is to give and receive feedback. And um, and then I think also to think about this, just like uh, if this is helpful, the analogy of, of athletics. And you can be a coach. And, you know, a coach does a great job cheering on. You're doing awesome. Like, don't turn that dial. And, hey, if you want to be the best, you know, uh, track star ever, or David threw javelin, you want to throw, be the best javelin uh, thrower ever, let's make this tweak because mm-hmm. I think it's going to help you be who you want to be. And uh, and we're not talking about, you know, throwing an extra five yards on a javelin. We're talking about a mission that matters. Yeah. And, uh, and so feedback matters because the mission matters. And uh, we get better. The mission gets better if we will be good at giving and receiving feedback. Um, and uh and we've just seen, I think all of us, our, our lives are better, our ministries are better, our marriages are better, our parenting is better because we have been the recipients of some really, really helpful feedback. That's cool. All right. Well, before we we uh, end this one, I know you guys have an event that you have recently announced uh, at the porch that we'd love to let our listeners know about and be aware of. So yeah, this Memorial you- Day, um, 2019, uh, Awaken Conference. So you can go to awaken.live. That'd be the call to action for all the listeners. Go to awaken.live live, find out more information there. It's May 25th, 26th, and 27th. Uh, This is a conference for everyone who is 21 to 34 who desires to see the church thrive in their city. And so we're bringing them to Dallas. And so if you've been like, man, I'd love to meet up with my friends from high school or my friends from college or my friends that have moved to the Dallas area, wherever you are, wherever you're listening, uh, buy your flights to Dallas, come here. We're taking over the Dallas Convention Center. We've got hotels reserved for you, and we would love to uh, just inspire you. There's going to be some amazing teaching. There's going to be uh, world-class worship, some some of the best in the world leading us in worship. And we're just going to talk about, hey, what does it mean to be the church and to mobilize the church in the city, wherever you're from? I think you're going to be really glad you came and be inspired. So join us this Memorial Day. All right. What's that website again? Awaken.live. All right. Well, guys, thanks so much for joining us with this episode. I think this is really helpful. If you have any questions or comments, you can feel free to contact us via email. We can be reached at clp at watermark.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again next time.